Hello, welcome to Nested Folders, a productivity podcast about trying to get our best work done, even if we don't know what we're doing. Uh, I'm Scotty Jackson, joined as always by Rosemary Orchard. Uh, hi, Rose. How are things? Thing, things are things. Um, I have a cat. Hmm. She she's doing cat things. I was trying yoga hmm. earlier, and she jumped on my back. That that's not that's not in my wheelhouse. How do I deal with <laughs> cat on my back while I'm doing yoga? Um, you know, <laughs> this this is a literal thing that literally happened to me but you know it, it, it's it's something that happens from time to time where stuff goes is weird and you have to deal with it so that, that's just it right i mean you get the monkey off your back just in time for there to be a cat uh i yeah. suppose yeah <laughs> absolutely uh for those who are for those who are new a uh, hi uh you can find our whole podcast over at nestedfolderspodcast.com if you'd like to support us uh boy we love that uh you don't have to but if you choose to uh that's fantastic uh and you can do that at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested where the unnested folders uh bonus episode drops uh once a month and we answer listener questions questions and challenges and uh, other uh, special things uh, for our uh, super special supporters. Uh, but today, uh, Rose, you mentioned wheelhouses. Let's talk. Let's talk about those. I wanted to think about like how we approach uh, new bodies of work, maybe things we get asked to do, or things that we uh, encounter ourselves up against uh, that we haven't maybe done before or don't necessarily feel like super strong about. I mean, we talked in past episodes about hacking our pitfalls and, and, and how we, you know, deal with things where we like can kind of predict where we're not strong, but what about things where that are like wholesale new or outside of, um, our scopes, um, and, and how we, how we work on that. What do you think? Well, I think it's one of these things where this stuff is always going to happen, right? Um, you know, you're always going to be end up being asked to do something that is not necessarily something that is, you know, what you usually do or something that you're mm-hmm. just maybe not very good at. And sometimes you can and absolutely should say, nope, that's not for me. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, you know, um, and, you know, I, I move off. But sometimes the cat's literally going to sleep on your back while you're in child pose and you've you know, you're wriggling your bum and the the cat's just there going, hmm, because it's happy because it thinks that you're, you know, trying to make it comfortable and you're just there going, no, That's I right. just need you to get down. Um, but, you know, there. so there's things that sometimes we do still have to work through, even if they're not necessarily something we want to do or something we we know how to do. Um, and, you know, th- and that comes up. And this happens in so many areas of life. Uh, I recently had to plumb in a dishwasher. I am not a plumber. I do not know how to plumb in a dishwasher. However, Uh. it was not a dishwasher that actually needed plumbing in. It just needed a pipe connecting singular to the dishwasher um, and then the the pipe to be, you know, looped around the tap, um, a, a zip tie put on it carefully, and then it would drain down into the sink. And it turns out... I'm not a plumber, but I was able to do that because there were instructions. And that was the first thing that I did. I actually went and looked for instructions so that I could figure out how on earth I was supposed to tackle this task. That's, that's good. Yeah. What are, what are the obvious resources? I I know the thing that I tend to lean to first is, um, I look for like points of intersection between this new thing and something I've maybe done before. So like if, if I zoom out from the super specialist version of, the thing that I've been asked to do, what are some of the generalist skills that maybe I have that I can apply here of, of like information management or project management or sequencing of tasks or brainstorming or um, idea generation or um, 
or, or, or something that is, you know, sort of task adjacent, you know, like, like to your point about, you know, plumbing in a dishwasher. Well, maybe I've never done that before, but maybe I've, you know, hooked up a garden hose. Or I, and so I can yep. try to think about what, what was that like? Um, or, um, uh, or, or things like that so that I can at least find some sort of sense of comfort or grounding in that. Because my, my first reaction to these new things is, um, is, 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 is fear and nervousness. I suppose it probably is for, for many people, fear and nervousness and, and a, uh, a, a sense of insecurity maybe of like, oh boy, here's this thing. I've never done this thing. How am I going to do this thing? So mm-hmm. how do I make that thing that appears on the surface to be entirely new and foreign? How do I make it seem a little bit more familiar by looking for like points of intersection between it and other things that I've experienced. Yeah. And that, that's a really, really good point because a lot of the time when something comes our way um, and it's something that we need to do, it is not a completely foreign object. You know, it's related at least tangentially to something else that you do. And if I mispronounce that word, sorry, I learned a lot of words by reading. Um, but, you know, it, so for example, um, I was asked um, a while ago to build uh, a WordPress theme for somebody. I am not a WordPress developer. I don't build WordPress themes. I am a PHP developer. Well, WordPress is written in PHP. And I hacked together my, the theme for my website. Well, that you know, that's a good start. Um, and you know, so I just said, hey, you know, I'm 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 not really the person that you're looking for here, but hey, I can I can give you some information, and you know, you can continue the hacking on your own. Um, and they they said that that was okay, and they were fine with it. But you know, finding you know the reason why this has come your way is is often helpful. Simply because, you know, there's a reason why it's come your way. It might just be that somebody thinks that you're amazing and can handle literally anything, uh, which at the very least is going to be a confidence booster. So, mm-hmm. you know, finding out, you know, where where it ties in to everything else is a great start. Absolutely. And 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 patterns, too, I think, is you think about the, those those things that look familiar, um, even if you can't find points of familiarity, what are... Um, patterns in terms of how this how you might approach this compared to how you've approached a new thing in the past considering maybe the source so um maybe i've never done this new thing before uh but it's being asked of me by my boss and when my boss asked me for a new thing that i'd never done before last time here 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 are some of the con- contextual things that i might want to think about or um this thing was asked of me in in a particular way it came to me via uh, a slack channel or a particular project process or, or or something like that and and i know that when things come through those channels here are some here are some patterns that they tend to follow um or i know that this project is going to have me working with person x and i know what it's like to work with person x because i've done that before even if we haven't done this work so finding those those patterns again kind of like thinking about um, you know, familiar, finding familiarity in the kind of work, finding familiarity in the way the work is coming in is another kind of way to, to, to make myself feel like, mm, maybe this is, maybe this isn't so new. Maybe this isn't so wild. Um, this is something i I'm feeling increasingly equipped to take on as I like rumble through a few mental processes about, about this. 
Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, there, there's definitely going to be something somewhere where you're going to be able to think, oh, I could get a foothold in here. And even if you don't see it to start with, of course, the, the logical thing to do is to go ahead and, and break it down, you know, starting with what is this? No, what is it really? Um, you know, is somebody saying, oh, can you build a website? Well, actually, what they really want is a wiki. So finding out what the real problem is that you're solving and, you know, and, and what it really is supposed to be solving. And also, you know, as as we've mentioned, you know, why you are the person that needs to do this um, and maybe even why this needs to be done. You know, why why is it that this, you know, this project exists overall? Um, and then from there, it gets much easier to go, OK, well, I, I can see this. Um, let's go ahead and, and break this down. Because you know, we, you and I both practice GTD. We we know mm. if a if something takes more than one step um, to do, then as far as David Allen's concerned, it's a project. Um, and you know, even if the person who's asked you to do this uh, thinks it's a task, you you break it down into as many small accomplishable steps as as you need. Um, and if you want to eat a bag of M and M's um, and do one step per M M&M, and M, go ahead. You know, you can break it down into um, a humongous <laughs> bag of M and M's if you want to do that. Um, but you know, breaking it down so that you can think, okay, well, uh, so as far as I understand it, this this is what I need to do is great. Because the other thing is, is when when you've done that. You know, if you're still not 100 percent sure, that's that's a really easy point to go back to somebody and just say, hey, you know, th- this is unfamiliar to me. Um, can't I, I've broken it down and I think this is the approach that I'm going to take and this is what I need to do. Can you just confirm with me that that's OK? Now, of course, if they come to you with a written list of instructions that says do step one, step two, step three, step four through 26 and then mm-hmm. steps A through Z, then it's a little bit different. Um, but, you know, if, if you've just been given, you know, an ambiguous project um, or a nebulous idea of a concept, then you you break it down to the point where you can actually find, you know, your actionable steps. And then you can show, you know, at least a couple of those back and just say, hey, this is what I'm going to start with. And this is where I think I'm going with it. You know, I, I, am I on the right path here or have I got completely under- utterly lost because it's very easy for somebody who gives you a nebulous idea of a concept and they're thinking of a wonderful palace on a cloud and there's unicorns and there's rainbows Mm. and there's fairy godmothers and there's magic and once upon a time and you produce something which as far as they're concerned is a troll under a bridge now as far as you're concerned this is the perfect solution to exactly what they asked you to do because they said hey, uh, whenever people cross the bridge, we need them to pay a toll. Um, and so you put a troll under the bridge, which comes up and it takes the toll, and then the troll has the toll. Um, you know, in case people can't tell. I've been watching Once Upon a Time recently. Um, but, um, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it's very difficult for people to have exactly the same idea when it's not broken down and nailed down. And if somebody just says, oh, I'm, I don't really care, figure it out, that's usually a marker that they don't necessarily have 100% of an idea, which is probably why the project has come your way. Um, and so being able to break it down might mean that you can actually bounce it back earlier. Because I've done this before. Somebody's come to me with an idea and said, oh, I need you to do this thing for me. Um, and so, and I've just broken it down in steps and gone back and said, hey, so I think, you know, step one needs to do this, 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 and this. And they've looked at it and gone, oh, okay, actually, I can handle it from here. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And they're going, cool. I literally spent 15 minutes with a pen and a piece of paper and I broke it down in steps and it would have been a couple of weeks work and I've just got rid of all of that because I was good at planning. Um, And uh, sometimes a little bit of planning can get you out of the execution and if not, it should make that execution easier. 
Absolutely. And I mean, we've talked about this before too, but like, I love loving problems over solutions. So someone comes to me and say, Hey, built this thing. And I look at this thing. I'm like, I have, I have no idea what this is, how, how to go about building. It. I've never heard of these things. How on earth am I going to do this? And then I say to your point, well, hang on a second here. Why, why do you want this thing? Oh, well, to achieve, you know, this particular goal. You know what? Um, I've, I've worked on problems that are like that before. And here are some other solutions that might make a little bit more sense. So sometimes, you know, the, um, the foreign is, is, or the, uh, unknown is unknown, not just because you haven't done it before, but because maybe it's suboptimal. <laughs> like maybe you haven't seen this particular thing before because it doesn't actually have a place in your universe. And, uh, so it's, it's worth stepping back and saying like, Hey, um, you know, is there, is there maybe a better way to solve the problem rather than this, this, this thing that, you know, I've been asked to do. And, you know, a, a, a big part of that too, you know, like, like, like you talked about Rose is, is enlisting other people, whether that's the person who's asking you for things or someone adjacent to them or someone who's adjacent to you or, you know, uh, I don't know, send out a tweet with a hashtag or pick up the phone and dial 10 digits and see who, ask whoever answers if they know anything about this. Like enlisting other people and expertise uh, and those you trust in your network around you is a great first step. Even if they don't know either, you now have an opportunity to think out loud. And I think that's a different kind of thinking yeah. um, than just this internalizing, which is also a different kind of thinking from a pen and paper, as you suggest, Rose. Um, yeah. And the the other little hack that I've done too is, you know, when I really don't know where to start, I'll make a task called like write three things that I know about this. Yeah. I would say if you can't write three things that you know about something you've been given, then you have to take it back and say, I do not know enough about this to be able to do it. Because sometimes it not being in your wheelhouse means it's literally on the other side of the galaxy and there is no way to get from here to there without somebody helping you build, you know, a rocket ship. Um, and, and figure it out because, you know, you are not on your own here. You know, the wheelhouse is, um, a concept. It's like a box. Um, but you can get as many people in there and help you get out of there as, as, you know, as needed. Um, you know, depending on the project, as you said, you know, you can reach out to people on Twitter and just post on Twitter. I often see, you know, iOS developers saying, Hey, does anybody know how to accomplish this? And I'm there going, I do not know, but I know a lot of other iOS developers. So I'm just going to retweet this. And I have seen so many fascinating conversations where people go, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm on my own. Don't know how to do this. Uh, you know, can can somebody give me a pointer to get me going in approximately the right direction? And the the great thing about the internet, at least this the part of the internet that I I like to inhabit, is there are so many nice people out there. So you're going to be able to get some help, even if it's a you know a confidential internal project. Um, and and there's you know and you're not allowed to talk to people about it. If you can make it more generic and Google those terms. There's almost mm-hmm. certainly going to be somebody else out there who's done something before. And just because it's not in your wheelhouse does not mean you need to reinvent the wheel. And in fact, if it's not in your wheelhouse, you probably shouldn't reinvent the wheel. You should stick with the pre-existing wheels. Circular ones are usually good, by the way. Um, right. But, you know, feel free to take something that exists and just adapt it to fit your needs. My boss at one point um, asked me to mod- to create a meeting notes template for us in Word. Well, for starters, I don't really like Word and I barely use Windows. Um, but I 
And he said, we, we need something for, for our departmental meeting notes so that whenever we have a departmental meeting, we have meeting notes and they have to be properly formatted according to the head of department. Well, the first place I went was our internal wiki and I took the whole department's uh, style. I copied it. I replaced a couple of placeholders, uh, added a few things and tidied up some, some dodgy stuff and sent it, sent it to my boss and the person who actually takes the meeting notes and said, what do you think? And they said, wonderful. It took me 15 minutes because mm -hmm. i didn't reinvent the wheel because i didn't need to and my boss didn't want me to he didn't want me to spend hours on it he just knew that i was somebody who knew how to accomplish stuff and figure things out when i didn't know what was going on and i was gonna have 15 minutes free because i i was in the same three-hour meeting as him and he knew that at least half of it wasn't going to be relevant and he wanted me to be you know doing something in that meeting if i could while in in the section that wasn't relevant and that was fine um you know and so i did it and people were happy and i didn't reinvent the wheel so you know i got help but i didn't have to ask somebody necessarily for that I, I just looked in our wiki because you don't have to explicitly say to somebody, I need help. Sometimes you can just look at the pre-existing, you know, works and take something. Absolutely. And so there are, there are two things that I, that I pull from that. The first is that I, I, and I see this a lot is that I think that when boss comes to person and says, I need X, go get me X. The person hears, I need you to make me X. And that's, that's, it's probably a default conflation of, of those, of those two aspects of a product and who is meant to make that product. Um, because you, you take this sort of sense of ownership about it. You feel like you have been assigned this and so you must own that and so on. But, um, that doesn't mean that you need to be the maker. And so to your point, there's a lot of prior art in the universe and, um, reducing, reusing and recycling things is environmentally responsible. Um, so I think that that's, a really important point. I think the other thing that I think a lot about when it comes to exploring the new is a little cost benefit analysis that I'll run through really quick in my head, which is that, is it worthwhile for me to learn this new thing? Like, will that, will, will, will this be a good learning exercise for me? Like if, if I figured out how to do this new thing that isn't really in my wheelhouse, is that cool? Is that, is that something that I want to add to my wheelhouse and carry with me? Cause I'll, I'll potentially use it again, or is this going to be like a one and done sort of thing where I could learn how to do this and then do it. And then, well, all that ramp up time of learning is just going to get lost. So there's not value in me doing that learning exercise. I should most definitely figure out how to either borrow prior art or enlist other people or out this outsource this work entirely or or, or, or. And I, I think that that's a really important exercise to go through when, when approaching new things is, you know, and, or, you know, the, the third option is, you know what, maybe I won't, um, reuse this learning a lot, but I haven't done a lot of learning in the last little while. And I'm, I'm interested in doing some learning. Uh, so for on that, on that mark alone, this is worth it to me. Just the act of learning, um, or exploring something new, uh, would give me some fresh perspective or, or something. I, I think it's important to, to tease out what might motivate me and be of value to me in the course of executing the work so that, um, afterwards I can, I can say, okay, what kind of person am I now compared to the person I was before I did this new thing? And am I pleased with that? Yes. Yeah, and that, that's the a thing. little existential, but woof. yeah, that's the thing. At the end of the day, you know, you, you just need to 
be satisfied that you have done the job. Um, you don't necessarily have to have made something that is so not something that's usually in your wheelhouse. Um, you know, absolutely amazing and stunning. Of course, most of us want to have pride in our work and, and produce, you know, something that is absolutely beautiful and wonderful. Sometimes it's just enough for it to be done. Um, and another point that you said there, Scotty, you know, the, the delegating part, um, you know, sometimes when things aren't in your wheelhouse, the correct response is to bounce it back and say, hey, you know what? This is not something that I'm really any good at. But, you know, this person over here, this person's amazing at that kind of stuff. And they're great. Now, you might find, especially if this is a request coming from, you know, somebody above you in your organization, that they're asking you to do that because, as you said, it's a learning opportunity and they want you to be able to take on the, those tasks when maybe that other person's not there. Um, or mm -hmm. they just want to be able to split that workload and they're readjusting things. And that's totally fine. In which case, you know, if you already know somebody, then going back to our previous point of enlisting others, you can go and ask them if you if you need some advice, perhaps. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, delegating is absolutely the right answer. Um, and be that delegating to prior art or simply, um, as, as David Allen said, uh, what consultants do or what managers do is they say, does anyone have any good ideas? And nobody has any good ideas or they're not willing to voice them. And then a consultant comes in and says, so does anybody have any ideas? Uh, and sometimes that's what your job is in this particular case when you're doing something outside of your wheelhouse you just need to think of ideas they do not need to be good in fact the worse the idea is the better it is because if it's a terrible 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 idea then you can look at it and go this is a bad idea because of this 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 and this and then you can go back and go okay so if i don't if i can't do that because it's terrible because of these reasons then to fix that reason i could do this and then you fix it and then suddenly you've got those steps and then you know what you're going to do because you've got you know, you've got your instructions that you've actually somehow managed to build um, and you, you figured out your solution. And guess what? That's now a part of your wheelhouse. It might still at the moment feel like a somewhat wobbly extension on the side. Um, but over time, you know, you'll you'll replace, um, you know, the the slightly dodgy flooring with, you know, poured concrete or something and add some foundations and turn those wooden walls into brick um, and that that piece of tin into a proper roof. Um, and then it's it's part of your wheelhouse and you're good to go. And, you know, over time, our wheelhouses expand and move and things that you were comfortable with five years ago, if you went back to it, you may not be anymore, but you could probably pick it up again. Um, and similarly, the things that you'll be doing in five years will not be the same as you are now. So just because something's not in your wheelhouse doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it and you don't want to do it and you can't do it. Uh, you just have to be a little judicious sometimes about picking what what you want to put in your wheelhouse or potentially extend yourself to be able to do and uh of course you know be happy totally i so this is and this is the ultimate sort of move when 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 looking at the the foreign or new or the not part of the wheelhouse is how do you um start to look at its absence from your wheelhouse as a strength as opposed to a thing to be you know nervous or insecure or 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 or, or fear um there's a great moment, actually, if you can stand up and say, okay, I don't know anything about this. I am new to this. Just so we're all clear here, I have no idea what I'm doing. There, we've established that you know, publicly a little bit. So now I have a little bit of license to be the person who shows up and asks, air quote, the dumb question, which may turn out to be the brilliant question. It's the question that 
the experts or the people who are experiencing these things don't ask anymore because there's a whole bunch of unstated assumptions about the way things work around here or the way things these things go or the way things have always been or the way the process has been established because they're involved and ingrained in that. So how do you take your absence of expertise and turn that into fresh perspective um, so that you can play that consultant role of well, who's got any ideas about this and bring some of your own ideas as well, uh, knowing that you've got a little bit of you know, de-risked license to sound as completely uninformed as you are because you warned everybody that you're uninformed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can lead to some great new ideas or ways of thinking about things or, um, or identifying, you know, things that were maybe inadvertently treated as immutable assumptions uh, that maybe aren't immutable. Maybe every, maybe a whole bunch of things could change. And, and um, so have being able to play that role of, of fresh perspective, new person who is, you know, expert in these other areas, again, going back to like patterns and points of intersection, how do you, how do you bring that forward as well and say, I don't know anything about this, but I do know stuff about that. And, um, I'm going to try and leverage some of that experience here as I ask dumb questions about this. Um, I, I think that can be a really powerful moment um, to bring, uh, like I said, you know, new ideas, fresh perspectives, challenge norms, and 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 find that you know perhaps uh, there are better paths forward or better ways of approaching things uh, that everyone can then contribute their expertise to uh, and jump on with. Yeah. One of the things that um, I, I used to have to repeat a lot as a teacher was there is no such thing as a stupid question. Um, and I think that's the thing. There, There is obviously a, a lot, you know, weighing on people um, in, in certain contexts, you know, social contexts, you know, you, you want people to like you in work contexts. Well, you also want them to like you because mm-hmm. you want them to continue to pay you and give you a job and things like that. So, of course, you don't want to sound stupid. Um, so, you know, sometimes the skill is in rephrasing the question so that you, you don't. Um, but as you said, Scotty, you know, sometimes just saying, I, I don't know a lot about this or I don't know anything about this. Um, so I, I I might ask some questions that sound very obvious to you, um, you know, and and then you go ahead and ask your questions, and then you know that 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 really often helps. Um, and and I I do that a lot. You know, I'll say, hey, you know, you're asking me to do this, totally new to me. Uh, my first question is this, um, and and we'll go through my questions, and and then I'll come back with a solution, and they'll go, oh yeah, yeah, that that totally works. That that's absolutely great. Or sometimes I have had this before. Of I say, hey, I'm just going to ask a couple of, of very silly sounding questions because I have no idea what you're talking about here. And I asked one question, and then the guy went, oh yeah, that's the problem. And that that was the end of it. Um, so uh, it was an issue right. with the print servers, as everybody knows. Printers are evil. Um, so um, right. you know, I, I'm not surprised that he was asking literally everybody. Um, you know, if if we we had ideas because it was not his project originally, uh, that person had retired. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you really you know you, you just need to find out the right questions um, and figure out if this is something that either you you need to just do or if you're going to bring it into your wheelhouse and work outside the box for now and work on expanding your box as you go. Um, but, you know, uh, at the same time, life is a learning opportunity. So we're, we're always going to have to to do that and to get better. Um, and so totally. why not do it now? Exactly. And, and then also just free myself from like the nervousness of, of feeling the need to sound like a smart person. 
if mm-hmm. I can unshackle myself by saying like, look, I'm not the smart person. Oh, okay, cool. Well, then I don't have to sound smart. Now I don't have to worry about that. Now yeah. I can, now I'm just freed up to be creative and ask stuff. I don't have to self-censor um, and create that safe space for everyone else to do likewise. Yeah, that's just it. And, um, you know, being outside of your wheelhouse may not feel like a safe space, but it absolutely can be. You you might need to take your, your cuddly teddy bear or something with you or a bar of chocolate or something like that. But, you know, do whatever it is that you need to do to make yourself uh, feel safe to, to get through the task. And then you can, you know, work on figuring out what comes next. For sure. Always comes back to beans. Also, I'll never it'll never cease to amaze me that we can now land on on Mars. But um, printer drivers like never work. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> Never, I mean, no printer has ever worked. Our ever. iPhones are way more powerful than the technology that landed Apollo on the moon. Um, right. You know, so we literally, probably our Apple watches are more powerful than that. So, you know, the technology that we carry with us all day, every day um, is something that they, they didn't have for that. And they still managed to accomplish great things. So even if you don't necessarily have all the tools, you can accomplish great things too. Yeah. Printers. Um that seems like a good place to wrap us up for today. Thank you very much for this this conversation, Rosemary. I think I'm going to go and maybe maybe I'm going to go try something new, maybe as part of like even as like a challenge for an unnested episode or something. Ooh, well, I, I think I'm going to try and teach my cat to do yoga on her own um, because you know, as mentioned at the top of the episode, she jumped on my back while I was uh, doing a yoga pose earlier, and then she curled up and went to sleep. I'll grant you, I was in child pose, so it, it, very safe and comfortable pos- position for her to curl up and go to sleep in. But yeah, well, I'll see if I can teach her to do her own yoga. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, until we talk next time, again, you can find our whole podcast at nestedfolderspodcast.com. And again, you don't need to support us, but we love it if you did. Uh, pod- nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested. Uh, you get a bonus episode every month. Uh, our website is also a great way to get a hold of us. There's a contact us form. You can tweet with us on Twitter uh, at nestedfolders. Uh, and, uh, we also exist as uh, human individuals. Where can people find you, uh, as an individual on the internet, Rosemary Orchard? Uh, you can find me at rosemaryorchard.com or at rosemaryorchard on Twitter and microdoblog. Scotty, where can people find you? Uh, I may be found at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Twitter as well. Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate it. Love hearing from you. Uh, so please do get in touch. And uh, Rose, we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. Will do. Goodbye, everyone.